what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. This podcast is perfect for you. If you are hungry to continue growing a business that you love so you can live a life that you get to design. The 2017 Biz Women Rock Retreat is officially open. If you're ready to go big in your business, then this retreat was designed for you. Three days of intense work to get clear on what you really want for your business in the upcoming year. An intimate group of fellow women entrepreneurs just like you who are there to help you mastermind and brainstorm and see things that you can't quite see. Here's what a few of last year's attendees had to say. Well, I'm here from Australia. Um, Spending the money to come here was worth every single cent. And what I found for my business was I could really get it off the ground with all the information that she provided me and the exercises were awesome. The the most important thing that I got out of the event was uh, some focus uh, that was really, really important to me to drill down and fix some of the processes that needed to be fixed. Doing focused work, planning strategies, figuring out what is in your way and then figuring out how to overcome that. The fact that we were able to apply it and tweak it and get ideas and brainstorm about it, that hands down made this very successful. Katie does a really great job of creating a safe environment for everyone to feel very open and trusting with each other. I've taken away a room full of businesswomen that will remain my friends and a strategic plan to move me into 2017 and beyond. Not only will you leave the retreat with a doable action plan that you can implement for this upcoming year, but you'll leave with an intimate group of friends, women who know what this journey is like and are here to be part of your success for the next level in your business. So come join us. The Biz Women Rock Retreat is happening on December 1st through 3rd, 2017 in Orlando, Florida. And it's going to happen in a nine-bedroom luxurious mansion. You can check out all the details and reserve your spot at bizwomenrock.com forward slash retreat. Dana Goldstein has been an active member of the Biz Women Rock community for some time. Her company, Chick Flicks, produces high-quality videos for savvy businesswomen who want to leverage the power of video for marketing and branding in order to grow their businesses. Additionally, she has an arm of her company that focuses on Facebook Live videos and strategy. She works with clients to create Facebook Live campaigns that produce results. During this awesome conversation, Dana walks us through five strategies plus one bonus strategy that you can use to make your Facebook Live videos really work for you. In a day and age when video marketing and personal branding are central to sharing your message and attracting your ideal clients to you, these Facebook Live strategies are vital. So sit back and enjoy this awesome conversation with Dana Goldstein. Dana, what's going on, girl? How are you? I am really, really good, Katie. How are you? I am so good. I am so excited that you're here today. Both you and I are going to be geeking out on Facebook Lives, which are a great tool for getting messages out there and for marketing and for business that you and I both love. And I'm really excited to have you here because I've had the honor of getting to know you pretty intimately within the Biz Women Rock Academy, so much so that you're actually teaching a masterclass coming up about Facebook Live. So the uh, the depths of knowledge that you have are very, very impressive. So 
I want to start out a little bit by having you give everyone a little bit of a background as to what you do with Chick Flicks and how you got about getting there to do that. So... First of all, thanks for having me, Katie. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. But let me go back to when I was six years old. And if I had to put a a time start on when I began telling stories, that was it. So six years old, my mom sent me to my room to punish me for something I had done. And she put me in my room and told me, you are not to play with toys. You're not to color. You're not to read books. You do nothing but sit on your bed and think about what you had done. And about 30 minutes later, she comes over to my bed room door and she's curious because she hears voices. So she opens the door and she says, who are you talking to? And I said, I was talking to myself. You told me I couldn't do anything. So I'm telling myself stories. (laughs) I'm having this beautiful visual in my head. I love it. Right. So, and I've always been like that. I've always been a storyteller, be it in my head or in print or in books that I wrote when I was 10, 11, 12, you know, we all started to write a book at some point in our life. And I just sort of gravitated towards that storytelling. I originally thought I was going to be a foreign correspondent for a major news network. And I headed that way. I went into journalism. I was a reporter for a while. And through reporting, I started writing for documentaries. And through documentaries, I started learning how to film. And then I went into school to learn how to work in broadcast media and uh, ended up working on major motion pictures and worked on daily edits, which is where you are given a bunch of footage from a major motion picture that has shot. Maybe they just wrapped shooting 15 minutes before and here you go start editing. So I've had a wide range of experience in all media and eventually had kids, got married, had kids, couldn't keep up the pace with major motion pictures anymore and decided that I was going to just raise my kids for a while. And this is a really long way to get to the story. But when I had my second child, I had all these photos and all this video from my two kids and not enough walls to put on them. And I don't know what I'm going to do with all this video. And I'm trying to sort through everything and I'm getting frustrated. And my husband says to me really sarcastically, "Hun, aren't you like a video editor or something? Don't you know how to do that? And that was like, oh yeah, I do know how to do that. So I started testing different softwares and figuring out because when I first was editing. It was on a very large machine that, well, I can't even explain how large it was, but there was no linear editing on a computer like we have now. So I had to really teach myself how to use the software. I knew the skills. Once you have the editing skills, you know the components of the story. You can put together anything. It was I just didn't know how the software worked. So I tried three or four different trial versions, picked one, burned through three laptops, and eventually settled on a desktop computer that could handle the processing. So fast forward to 2012, and I am fresh from a meeting with a group of women entrepreneurs, all of whom have highly successful businesses. The top performer in the group was generating a million dollars in sales in business. And we were talking about video and not one of those women felt that they had the confidence to get in front of a camera. And I thought, what? Like, how can that be? You built this massive business anywhere from a hundred thousand dollars or half a million or a million dollars in sales. And you don't think you're good enough to get in front of the camera. And I was 
pissed off. And I just thought, somebody needs to come up with a way to help these women get in front of the camera. And then as soon as I finished that thought, the thought that came into my head was, yeah, that should be you. <laughs> I th- I am very curious to know, uh, you know, out of all of the businesses out there in the world, how many of them are started by a pissed off moment? <laughs> right? <laughs> so many. It's finding the solution to a problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love that. And Chick Flicks was born. Right. Right. So it was started as just a small, quiet little company that was creating video for women-owned businesses and video for male-owned businesses that wanted to get women in their door and didn't really know how to do that. So it just sort of snowballed from the day I hung my shingle to now we're in 2017 and I have a huge list of clients. We do everything from promo videos, onboarding, hiring, training. We do video campaigns for email. We do Facebook live strategies. The list is actually endless when it comes to video. And honestly, Katie, when I started this company in 2012, I had no idea that video was going to be what it is now. I got really lucky. Perfect timing. It's so funny. We were talking about in our academy, the Biz Women Rock Academy's happy hour last week about that Steve Jobs quote about how I'm not going to quote it correctly, but it's sort of like you have to trust that everything that you're experiencing eventually when you turn around, like the dots will all be connected. And that's when you were telling me this story about how it's like perfectly positioned you here in this day and age when video is used so powerfully to deliver messages and how we can now we have the ability to access that quite simply and quite easily as individual business owners. So the reason I wanted you to go so much into your background is because you are very uniquely situated as someone who has so much video and media experience and really shines in marketing and really shines in actual video production. So that's a really unique blend that, you know, your average person who I might be interviewing who is like, oh, I can help you with sales and marketing. They wouldn't necessarily have that background. So that's why I wanted to dig into your brain with video, specifically with a type of video that you and I really love, which is Facebook Live. It's one of the many things that you do under your banner. And you have been awesome and brought with you today five awesome strategies that I want us to start getting into because I know that you and I can sort of like go off on each of the strategies. So first off, I want you to, if you will, talk a little bit about the power of Facebook Live and how you're seeing it used right now with your clients and why it invigorates you so much. Okay, so Facebook Live, let me start by saying it is scary. And I get that because you're live, there's no turning back. If you screw up, well, it's done then, it's out there and people are watching as it happens. But it's exciting because it makes you feel like you're really a part of the action, right? And it captures enthusiasm at the moment. And you're the perfect example, Katie, because when you have a brilliant idea, you just need to pop on to Facebook and just share it with us. You know, we know you just came from a workout. We can see it. (laughs) You see the sweat on my face still. (laughs) Right? We know it. But you're just like, that's the beauty of Facebook Live Video is because it's Facebook and not LinkedIn, 
it's okay, right? Because Facebook, like people are on Facebook checking on their friends and family primarily. So I like to say that Facebook Live is less strict and there is less pretense than if you were to go live on something like LinkedIn, where it's more of a professional atmosphere. So it's okay to show up as you are on Facebook Live. And the algorithm right now on Facebook and this has been like this for the past six to eight months, it favors live video. So if you go live from your business page on Facebook, then there's a better chance that your audience will see that video as opposed to just a graphic or even as opposed to a pre-recorded video. So there's like a hierarchy in the algorithm, right? So there's the Facebook live that people are boosting and putting money behind. That's the first thing that will get treated favorably in the news feeds. Then there's just the generic Facebook Live that you just do and hope people will see it. Then there is pre-recorded video. Then there's images. And then there's just the status text updates, right? Which nobody ever sees anymore. So it can't be avoided. You have to get in on the action and it's not going away. I love that. Okay, let's dive deep into these five strategies. Let's start out with number one. Okay, so I think my strategies are a little bit different than what people might be expecting because I'm not necessarily going to tell you how to build a marketing strategy, but how to get ready to do Facebook Live. So the strategies here, number one is let go of perfection. You're doing live video. You're not a pro. You're not reading for the news. You don't do this for a living. And even if you did, you wouldn't get it perfect. So you need to just let go of that need to be perfect. And it doesn't just apply to your message. It applies to your hair, your makeup, your clothing. Just forget about it. Because at the end of the day, only you notice that you've got a hair sticking like I may have a hair sticking out of the back of my head, but only you notice those things. Everybody else is listening to your message. Now, what sort of comeback would you have to somebody who's like, but who I am and my brand is super professional and who I serve is super professional. So I need to show up very professional, can't mess up a word. Like what kind of response would you give to somebody saying that? I would say, let it go and show up unprofessional and sit back and watch the view count roll up because that's what people are, they're going to love to see that every now and then you are not absolutely perfect. And that's the beauty of Facebook Live is that it's okay to be that way. And people love it. They want, we want to see that when people are not at their best all the time, like, or even the people who are at the best all the time, when they have that one slip up, we're all over it. (laughs) It's not like we're rooting on for you to make a mistake. It just means you remind us when you are doing that, when you're on live, you remind us that you're human too, you know, and you're just like us. Exactly. Right. And things happen to the best of us, right? We have the best intentions. We set our area. Our hair looks great. The lighting is perfect. And then the doorbell rings or the phone rings or the dog barks or the baby wakes up. Let's talk about that CNN or was it CNN or BBC with the gentleman who was having the live interview. Right. And And the the baby came in on the little walker. Yep. Yep. And then the mom came in and, you know, it went viral. Why? Because that's real life, right? So even though your brand is to be perfect and polished, absolutely aim for that on a regular basis. But 
let go of the need for perfection when you just have to share something and you are not in that perfect place. That's okay. And just to give you a good tool that will actually help you is do something as simple as like write down a couple bullet points of what you want to talk about so you aren't lost. So you don't feel like you're kind of like, wait, wait a minute, what was I going to talk about? And you get off and you're like, what the heck did I just say? <laughs> but actually write down some bullet points so you can feel like, okay, if I lose my place, I can kind of go back and you've got a little bit of a guide. So it makes you feel a little bit more anchored. So great. So strategy number one, let go of perfection. What about strategy number two? Be flexible. So You don't have to schedule your Facebook lives the same day and time every week or every month or however you decide to roll it out. Give yourself space to be flexible so that when something relevant comes up, you don't have to wait until your weekly Facebook live to talk about it. Get on immediately and address what you want to address. And it works the other way too, that if you've scaled, life gets in the way, right? So if you've scheduled something for every Wednesday at three o'clock, you go live and something comes up, you lose power or whatever happens to come up. You need to mentally have that conversation with yourself that it's okay, that you're not going to lose your audience. Your business isn't going to go away. It's all right that you had to miss a day. And maybe you missed the week because you're booked up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you just don't have time. Sometimes you do have to go with the flow and that will actually impact your Facebook live going forward. It's like when you're less strict on yourself, then you can free flow better in your lives as well. And I kind of like playing with it as like a pattern interrupt too. I'm not saying I'm an advocate of like, don't show up when you say you're supposed to show up. But if life does happen and you really can't make it happen, like it ends up working like a pattern interrupt. Like, wait a minute, I don't know. And you can be sending out an email saying, hey, I'm so sorry, life came up. I'm not going live, but here's why. But we're going to do it at this time instead, you know? So you have that capability to be able to do that. Could you give us your opinions on scheduled versus impromptu. I believe in both. And I know that there's probably a different reason why you would want to do both. But can you talk a little bit about what you've seen there? Okay, so I love impromptu, because it's like you said, it's an interruption, right? So if I'm just looking at Facebook first thing in the morning, and suddenly, oh, Katie is live. Oh, really? What is she talking about so early in the morning, even though we're in different time zones. So that I know is probably unscheduled. Scheduled is great for regularity. People dig that, right? So I I used to be regular. I used to do every Friday morning was my Facebook Live. And my audience knew that they could show up on Facebook at, I think it was 930 in the morning on Friday and hear what I had to say for the week. So in that respect, your scheduled lives are an asset to the people who want to keep up with you and watch you regularly and know that you're going to show up at that same time. The other side of that is when you do have scheduled, when you go unscheduled, people are going to be like, oh, what's she saying now? Right. So they're going to want to watch that as well. So having them work in tandem with each other is really good strategy. Yes. Yeah. And it also, you know, having anything scheduled, it puts pressure on you, not necessarily in a bad way, because you know that by this day of the week at this time, you better have some content to deliver. Okay. Strategy number three, give yourself permission to suck. (laughs) This is my favorite one. Oh dear, go for it. 
Now, listen, you probably know this yourself. Go back and listen to Biz Women Rock episode 001. It was not pretty. I actually, it's so funny you mentioned that. I just, based on a conversation I had with a client, it like that episode, it was an interview with Joy Jendusa of Postcard Mania. It's a great, she's amazing. And that interview is exactly the information that she needed at that point. And I was like, okay, I'm going to send this podcast to you, but please don't judge how I did the podcast. It was my very first one, please. But the content's great. <laughs> yeah. And that's true of Facebook Live or any kind of video. Your first half a dozen maybe are going to be awful because you're negotiating your way through all the stuff that's going through your head, right? All your fears, all your hang up, all your obstacles, and your brain is split. So your first six are going to suck and you need to give yourself permission to suck and you need to let your audience be along the ride with that suckage. I look back at my very first video and it lives on my website and it's terrible. And I tell anybody who is interested, go watch that first video because it was awful. Awful. I was... I sort of feel like with any media platform, whether it's a podcast or video or like if you have a YouTube channel like or a blog, I don't care what it is. Like It's just like entrepreneurship. You've got to walk the gauntlet of things really sucking for a while before you can get good at it. You have to. That's like the road to expertise. You have to. Right. And you know, anybody who has a business, your first six months in business are terrible. You, even your first year in business, you make a lot of bad choices. We make careless decisions and we suck at the business part because we're mostly driven by the passion of what we want to do. And the business part sometimes is, is not the shining glory that we want it to be, right? So give yourself permission to suck, accept that you're going to suck for at least six rounds of video and then move forward. And don't go looking back. Don't, don't, just don't. Don't. <laughs> once This is my one piece of advice. Once you've done the live, you're done. Don't watch it. Just let it go. Move on. Yeah, don't watch it. You know, I have to tell you, sometimes, actually a lot of times, I will go back and watch it right away because there is this moment where like I'm so present and in the moment and like in it of doing the live that I'm like, what did I just say? Did I really say that? Like, I really, I literally have that moment. So I'm like, uh, let me go back and make sure that I said the thing that I really wanted to say here or mention that thing that I really wanted to mention. Like, it's almost like anytime you're like live speaking on stage, like there's a moment of like oneness with that experience that you're almost like in flow. So you're, you're not totally knowing what you're doing. Yeah. And that's totally common. Everybody does that. It happens at your wedding. It happens when you're on stage. It happens when you're on video that you're so removed from what is actually coming out of your mouth that you forget what you say. So I, you're brave to go back and review. <laughs> hey, again, super positive. It gives me an idea of like, oh, I forgot to mention that. Oh, I can go on and talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. So uh, strategy number three is embrace the sucking journey, right? Or just yes. <laughs> give yourself permission to suck. Okay. Yes. How about strategy number four? Number four, use your Facebook business page to go live. Don't be scared because that's where you want to drive people to in the end. If you're doing Facebook Live for your business, you want them on your business page. You want the algorithm to capture that video so that people will be like, oh, what's going on on the Chick-fil-X page today? Dana's gone live again. So while there is a measure of risk because it is your Facebook business page, I want to say this. It is your 
Facebook business page. It's not your website. It's not LinkedIn. And it's a good place because people are hanging out on Facebook. Use that business page to get people to see what else is happening on your Facebook business page. Love that. Okay. And there's a couple of strategies, just different ways that you can experiment with because I, I love experimenting with live where I'm doing it, how I'm doing it, how I'm sharing it. There's a couple of things here. So number one, big benefits for doing it on your business page, starting it there is that you can boost the post. You can do the ad with that post, right? So you can use that content to boost posts and get people who would who would normally not see you to now see you. So that's a really great thing that you don't have that option if you do it and you originate it within a private Facebook group or even on your private profile, I don't think, right? You have to have a page in order to do that. Yeah, you can only boost from your business page. And then the other thing though, another just experiment and cool strategy is if you want to try having it on your page and then sharing it live, either you doing it or a friend or a cohort or one of your team members sharing that video to your personal profile if it's relevant there and into any groups where it would be relevant as well. You can do that. I have seen that that those shares, like for example, if I started on my Biz Women Rock page and shared into the group, I'm not necessarily getting as many watches within the group. I'll get more watches on the page, but it's good to have that content. Now, sometimes what I'll do is I'll originate a Facebook Live in the group. And then I see that people are really responding to it. So I will download it and then upload it again to my page in order to get the juice there. So use your business page. It's super, super great there. And Facebook rewards you for doing that. How about number five? Number five is stick with it. So it's a common experience to start doing Facebook Live and having three people see it. And then your next one, four people see it. And then your next one, one person sees it. And you think, this is uh, this is not working. I'm out of here. I'm not doing any more Facebook Live. But trust me when I say stick with it. Because what's interesting is the live views are actually not as relevant as the actual views on the replay. So those numbers will consistently go up every single time because you will get higher in the algorithm later on on the replay. So just don't give up, just stick with it. And for me, I have this little mental conversation in my head that when I go live, it's okay. Like, oh my gosh, there's only two people actually watching live. That's good. Because it's a lot more nerve wracking when you've got 150 people watching you live or 4,000 people watching you live. Yeah, just stick with it. And I just think it is so interesting that like, for example, I had, um, I have a client who she started doing Facebook lives about, oh my goodness, it hasn't been that long, maybe three months ago. And her first Facebook lives had total views, let's say, um, 60 in the beginning, you know, total views, 60 and then 70 and then 80. She just let me know that her, one of her most recent ones had 3,100 views. And for her that, I mean, that is such a great medium for her message. It's one of her major mediums to get her message out there and to be able to help people who she's serving. So I do believe that that consistency, that showing up, showing up imperfectly and being able to do that over and over again, just builds more and more esteem. So I love that. These are such good strategies. I have, I have one more number six secret. Oh, oh, bonus. So this goes back to knowing your audience. 
know what they do, what their life is like, what their patterns are. So let's say your ideal client is a mom of kids between the ages of three and eight. Let's say you want to go do Facebook live between the hours of 4.30 PM and 6.30 PM because that's when mom is sitting at the gymnastics place with nothing to do while her little girl is doing gymnastics. And she's looking on Facebook. She's looking on Instagram. So you have to understand what your clients, your ideal clients do during the day and where you have the most opportunity to disrupt what they're already doing. So, and I, I know I have a client whose clientele is exactly in that space. And I advised her like, this is when you want to go because after school and before supper, when mom is stuck in the sidelines of the ballet class or sitting in the atrium at the swimming pool, waiting for the kids to get done their activities. And they're not necessarily talking to other moms. And if they are talking to other moms, everybody's on Facebook anyways. And then they start talking about, what are you watching? That is so funny. So know your audience and know what their schedules are. And if you don't, if you're not 100% sure, start experimenting and see how many people are showing up. So that is a really, really poignant and great bonus strategy. I want to conclude our conversation by being able to dig in a little bit to some of the case studies that you have from clients, because I want to be able to put all of this together. So give us an example of just how powerful continually doing Facebook Lives can be, doing Facebook Lives correctly, doing Facebook lives that are relevant. I mean, just showing up. I mean, it really is a matter of showing up. So much of what we talked about today is just showing up and showing up right. And then we can get deeper into like certain strategy, but I want to be able to give a glimpse into that. So give us a cool case study of a client that you've had that has been using some of this stuff and using Facebook live and how, what an impact it's had. Okay. So I have a client who's a child psychologist and she specializes in girls under the age of 14 or 15. She reached out to me to help her build a Facebook live strategy. She had never done Facebook live. She knew she should, but she had no idea what on earth this should look like, what tools she needs to use, what she should talk about. So part of what I offer is we'll sit down for 90 minutes. We'll talk about the business. We'll come up with a plan. And then at the end of this meeting, we go live so that you can get your first one out of the way done. And I do it through the Chick Flicks Facebook page so that the pressure is coming off my page and not from your business page. So we did a Facebook live at the time. Everybody was talking about 13 reasons why, which is the Netflix series about teenage suicide. So I said, we need to talk about this. And from your point of view, not necessarily talking about suicide, but talking about the series. I want to know what you think. So we went live at the end of our meeting and she addressed the issue of how to talk to your kids about it. Because if you think your 10 year old daughter has not seen an episode, you're kidding yourself because they're all in school with their smartphones and at recess they're watching. So you need to be prepared to have the conversation. And these are the things that you need to look out for. And these are the things you should ask. And this is how you should ask it. And it was actually tangible, concrete advice for parents on how to deal with this series and how it was affecting their kids. So we did that Facebook Live. We talked maybe for 15, 20 minutes. And then I boost it. 
So I spend $5 to boost it for 24 hours to my audience and her audience. And I want to really make this point. Her Facebook business page had 131 likes. So we spent $5. I boosted it for 24 hours and we got over 2000 views. Within the next 48 hours, she had signed two new clients and she was asked to speak about 13 Reasons Why on a national radio program. Holy cow. Okay. So now she is keenly aware and I still have to email her and remind her like you need to be on top of this and you should go live today, find the time to do it. But she is keenly aware of what's happening around her and how she can help and what she has to offer. So she's got a great combination in Facebook Live of useful information for parents and also leading into the offerings and the courses that she offers and the classes that she holds and the, and the workshops that she runs, right? So she does when something, and this is maybe not a happy thing to talk about, but when something horrible happens in our world, she's on Facebook Live saying, okay, this is what you look for in your kids. This is what anxiety looks like. And this is how you can help them manage it. That's also a really great insight as to like how to use what's relevant and how to be able to talk about relevant issues that have an immediate impact on your industry and who you're talking to. And it gives you the opportunity to share with people in that live setting about what you have to add to that conversation. Because people are looking, they're looking to hear from you. So I think that is so, so powerful. And that's such a great case study. Right. And I just want to throw in one more for some balance because the child psychologist is set up and easier to find topics to talk about for Facebook Live. But I have another client who is a home stager. So she goes into people's houses pre-sale and hides all their ugly furniture and puts in nice throws and pillows and art and makes it all look pretty for sale. So her Facebook Live strategy is to do the before and the after. And sometimes it's an empty house that she's staging, but she's nailed it. Like how to, to point out like this big picture window that's like, meh, okay, it's a big picture window. And then her after Facebook Live, it's like, where'd that picture window come from? It didn't look like that before. Even like the transition from like the ugly furniture from the 1950s or 60s to something, which is actually kind of funny because it's coming back into style now, but just to see that transformation And her Facebook lives are not long. They're maybe two to four minutes as she walks us through a space. But you really get a sense of the before and the after in, in, in her staging business. I love that. Great, great examples. Dana, thank you so much for being here. This has been such great information for anyone who's like, I know I need to do Facebook lives or they've done a couple, but they are shying away from it. They're finding reasons not to do it. So this is all really great practical information on how to get out there. Go do it. You've got to do it. You've got to show up and do Facebook lives. And I know that you have something awesome to give to everyone who's listening which we talked about this before going live, which was so much of this really happens in the planning of it. And so, yes, even a Facebook Live that really looks impromptu isn't impromptu. You're thinking about it and thinking about what you're doing about it. Like, what what is the purpose of me coming on Facebook Live right now? And what am I trying to share? And especially in business, is there a particular program or offering or something that I'm wanting to make sure that people know about? So planning is a big, big part of that. So what do you have for everyone? So I have a 30-day content calendar that 
outlines what kind of content you can create for 30 days. Now it's all in, it's in a month format. That doesn't mean you have to run out and go do 30 days in a row of content, because as you and I well know, that's incredibly difficult to do, but it's a good starting point for anybody who is wondering, well, I don't even know what to talk about on a Facebook live, or I don't even know what kind of video to start generating. So the topics will work well for live, but they'll also work for pre-recorded if you just want to start getting some video content built into your Facebook business page. And I will, of course, include that link in all the show notes for you. So you can go ahead and access it easily. Dana, thank you so much for being here, my friend. It's such great information. My pleasure. Always fun talking to you, Katie. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode today. I am so grateful that you are here listening. If you want to connect with your fellow listeners and start having more and more business conversations so that you can learn all the intricacies you need to learn about growing a business and growing it purposefully and making it grow beyond what you can possibly imagine... Go connect with thousands of other business owners in the Biz Women Rock community. We have a private Facebook group that is totally free for you at bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. I look forward to seeing you in there.